Hey guys, today we're going to talk about the Zen mindset of Kumite, or free sparring. Hello. Hello everyone. How are we doing? Good. How are you, Kevin? Good. Kevin is here. In turn, number seven and a half. <laughs> hey, what's Scott, that supposed Scott to mean? Said, Scott says nine. Intern nine. number nine. nine. Yeah. Wow. Number nine. Let's see, we've got Ren, Juden. Juan was over Anto, two, was about Juan, two years ago now. Yourself, Valen. Yes. Did you, you say John Shanahan? John Shanahan. Since there was That's some girl. Pallavi. Spain. Yeah, yeah we Val, got her. Uh, yeah, so yeah, nine. nine. Number nine. Intern number nine. nine at the Hombu Dojo here in Dublin. In Dublin. So, uh, Kevin, we've known each other for a little while. Uh, I'm sure everyone in the HTKI is familiar with who you are. You, you yourself, and Jane are very early like HTKI mascots, almost. You know, mm-hmm. very positive, very friendly with everyone. Uh, but tell us, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Why did you start karate? How long have you been training for? Who have you been training with? Why are you with HTKI? Oh, okay. So a little backstory is I uh, actually started not in karate but kempo. Um, my dad was learning Kempo from an instructor who was just teaching out of his basement yeah, and eventually ended up getting a school, but he still continued private lessons with him at his uh, home. So when he came home, he just ended up teaching me out of the backyard. You yeah. know? Nice. Just, and that's just uh, was the affordable way of doing it instead of us uh, both going, taking lessons. So I, he was a brown belt, but he would teach me what was needed, and then I would go to his instructor and, uh, you know, take gradings under him mm-hmm. on there. And uh, from there, that instructor ended up uh, moving out of state. So we took a little hiatus, but found a Taekwondo school. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Ma- master of all trades here. Was, uh, yeah, but uh, that was short-lived. And uh, actually, I took uh, probably about 15 years of no martial arts and uh, had a family. And it wasn't until my uh, oldest son was being bullied at school that I was like, let's go check out this karate school down the street. I mean, it was just a block away on there, and it was perfect. It, what was more perfect when I walked into it, it was actually a Shotokan school on there. And when I, when I just saw them performing kata, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this too. Nice. So we both signed up from there. And uh, he continued, and he got his show done. But now it's just uh, got out of college recently and yeah. hasn't been training as much. But I kind of took it a little to the extreme <laughs> where he kind of did went in and out and did like baseball and stuff. So he'd take little bits of time off. But I was like in the dojo like every day, five days a week, every class I could go to. So excellent. Yeah, a little bit of background. That's no, that's great. And you're with the HDKI. You started, you're, you're an original HDKI. You were here when it when it kicked off, yeah? So you were WTKO at the beginning, yeah? Where, where did you first meet Scott? Yeah, well, uh, we joined WTKO um, back in 2015. We ended up going, what well, was nice, we went down to Florida to the Winter Keiko. Where it was the first one. Uh, Rick Hutton's Winter Rick, Keiko. Yeah, with okay. Rick and, yeah. and Scott. And that was like our, our first, me and Jane's first, uh, you know, time seeing Scott. And then Rick Hotton, mm-hmm. and it, it was just such an eye opener. And I was like, "Oh, this is, this is where it's at," you know. And uh, very impressed. And from there, the next weekend we went up to the uh, WTK Winter Camp. Oh yeah, in New yeah. York. Yeah. Cool. So we one weekend was in Florida, the next weekend up to uh, New York. A little wow. difference in weather. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was like bomb, bomb. And so then we got to see, you know, Richard Amos and. Mm-hmm. And John Mullen, Scott Middleton, and which are you know all amazing, right? Karateka theirself mm-hmm. onto it. So it really sold us in with uh, joining WTKO. But being with Scott was like, you know, just the the main eye opener. And we kind of just started any Scott Langley seminar that was around. We found it and was there, 
Yeah. Became little apostles. Yeah, they were a zapster. Maybe, maybe a little like, uh, maybe yeah. like, group, maybe groupies, cult members, maybe good. Maybe we scared Scott a little. Uh, you know, like, I, don't, I don't know about Kevin and Jane. They're, they're uh, everywhere. Folks, in case you guys don't already know Kevin and Jane, uh, uh, sorry, Jane is Kevin's lovely wife, who is also a karate enthusiast, and that's who we're talking about when we mention Jane. Yeah, and yeah. she's is she missing you already? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we've we've really never been apart. We've been together now for uh, four years, and we're constantly doing karate adventures together. Yeah. So this is like our first karate adventure where it's like you're going here, and I gotta stay and hold down the fort. Yeah. So she's yeah. actually keeping the dojo running. She's doing eighteen classes a week herself Yoosh. as a as a second cue. Um, and then about two years ago, yeah, big split, big drama. And you decided to, to come on over to HDKI. Yeah. Despite yeah. the fact that WTKO is an American-based organization, what, mm. what was the, like, I mean, it's always that interesting to me when somebody chooses karate that's further afield than the one that's on their doorstep. What was it that made well, you uh, well, choose the good side? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we can edit out well, what, if you say things that are super problematic that okay. can't go on. So I, say whatever you feel. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll edit it out. We'll like, edit it out, right. wink, wink. Well, first, you know, I think Scott was the one who sold us on WTKO. Even, um, so when the split happened, Jane right away was like, I mean, was reading it, was actually having dinner at a, Applebee's. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you have those around here or We've not. heard of them but, in the movies. So we're sitting there, <laughs> and, you know, we're both on social media a lot, so we're, we may be eating. We're both sitting here scrolling. <laughs> we're going to take a bite. Yeah, and, yeah. and then Jane's like, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I just saw that, you know, the, when Holy they posted shit, yeah. about, you know, Scott not being on WTQ. Yeah. And Jane right away is like, we're out. And I'm like, wait, wait, mm-hmm. you know, kind of wait. You know, we just sold our school on joining WTKO and then we're going to turn around and be like, no, we're not, you know, WTKO, we're doing this. So, uh, you know, even though I truly wanted, you know, I just, just give it a little time and let's see. So we waited maybe, maybe three to six months on there and then was like, no, let's do it. Uh You know, let's, let's call Scott up. Well, we didn't call him. We messaged him. Mm-hmm. This is usually how I think a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. His, That's his, how most his of our messenger must done. blow yeah. up on him. So yeah, we messaged yeah. him and said, "We're in." You know, and Fantastic. from there it's just been. I think there was only there was a uh, Roberto up in Michigan. Yeah. who was the first one who mm-hmm. he's always devoted, and you know he's another cult member yeah. <laughs> of Scott. So and then we jumped right in as a second, and from there now there's eleven clubs over the last two years in the u.s it's really just started boom and then like one joins and then all of a sudden it's like oh so-and-so's joining Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like wow you get that snowball effect hopefully long may it roll that snowball (laughs) but but i mean it just seemed like the so you mentioned how you know a u.s based organization Mm -hmm. compared to a organization that's all the way across the atlantic where people we even had uh some people say why are you going with a European, you know, club when there's plenty of people in the U.S.? Or why wouldn't you go to JKA or Japan? Or sure, you know, and yeah. it's like, well, I mean, I think the why well, they kind of say the proof is in the pudding when you look at Scott's karate that you're getting the best of both worlds there. And you, you look at Scott, and he's in the U.S. more than the other. Instructor <laughs> who, who lives in the U.S. You can see, like I, <laughs> you know? you can see he's there. And trust me, he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, listen but I'm sure he, he has his minions that are yeah. out listening uh, to it. But it's not that. I really don't. I really don't care what he thinks. We gave him a a, a, a letter of resignation, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he really didn't mind. Mm. Yeah. Now this is actually the first time we've really talked politics on the podcast. We've we've avoided it. We know. have, yeah. I'm getting a little uncomfortable. The split happened. Uh, Richard Sensei came down to Cork. <clears throat> Me and a couple of the boys went straight down to train with them, despite the fact that uh, that the the split had happened and mm-hmm. HDK was had been formed. I'd I'd still train with uh, happily train with Richard Sensei, just like one because, I mean, he's never done anything bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, yeah, I, I mean yeah. like he person like. 
personally, there's, there's I have no animosity towards anyone in, in any organisation that I've been in. I've been in seven organisations. Have you? Oh, lots. I'm jumping about all over the place. Not, not from my own choice, but just, just out of you know, that's just what happens. You know, politics. Uh, yeah, yeah and... politics out with your control. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And good karate is good karate, regardless of what organisation they wear on their on their dogie. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if they've got good karate, you have to show them respect. Yeah, to and, a certain degree, you know. And I couldn't say that I had a bad experience with the WTKO. Yeah. Ourselves, I mean, I really would have to credit WTKO with putting us on the right path mm-hmm. like I, I remember being at the winter camp and, and Richard talking about you could go down two forks and you can go down this direction and and be like ah, rip off and move it to the other path mm-hmm, onto mm-hmm. it but um kind of like what happened but it wasn't because I didn't like or uh, agree with what they were teaching uh, very good karate um it was just the you know, I felt more of the, uh, like, I leaned towards what Scott was doing just as his karate and him as a person. Hmm. You know, uh, it's actually interesting to get a uh, an American's perspective on the split because we were all over here when it happened, but, of course, WTKO was based in New York, so, yeah. Um, actually, I was abroad when it happened. I was in France. Yeah. Uh, I was on tour with a the theatre company, and uh, when I saw the open letter that was published on uh, on Facebook... I just sent a message to you, Ross. It was just question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it question mark, exclamation mark? And then I had him on. He was like, so when are you back anyway, man? We need to do some training. And I was like, I don't know if I'll come back to the dojo now. If it's not not WTKO, it's not the authentic thing. Uh, Yeah. And then I was like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. But anyway, enough politics. Let's Oops. talk about why you're here, Kevin. Internship, number, like we said, number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a former intern sitting right in front of you. Us. Uh, <laughs> Rudis. <laughs> uh, Rude, what advice could you give Kevin here? For well, his well, before I give him any advice, why don't we find out what his expectations are? And then Good based idea, on yeah. that, I can tell him, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only joking. Okay. All right, so... Uh, I guess expectations mm-hmm. on here. Like um, I was discussing, many many people have commented on, um, you know, break he's break him or don't break him. Yeah, to yeah, break yeah. or not to break. <laughs> Seems to be break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Break. You're gonna break. <laughs> well, I mean, I've already already knew mentally, like, yes, there's going to be a breakdown period where you're going to be pressed to your limits and be forced to say okay do i quit here or keep going mm-hmm. onto it and then mm-hmm. even if you decide to keep going you're probably gonna break down later you can fight it or just give in to it so uh-huh. I'm, I'm i'm expecting to be pushed past the physical limits and then even from there it goes to you know the mental limits on it too uh, like talking about being scrutinized and being asked questions yourself and um, made to think about why you're doing this and 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 such and, and from there but for me uh besides all the physical and mental and being put on the spot it's just about that i want to come here and kind of get some clarification on the direction i want to go to where i need to be going like if i have you all of you guys scrutinizing my karate and and seeing where i'm at then you could put me on a path where i'm like okay this this and this let's put this together and go from there mm-hmm. and then you know also about um le- leaving here and being able to come back home with a you know some idea of what happens here and, you know for being uh an hdki school I, we we generally get a a glimpse of HDKI by seminars. So, but it's like, well, what happens on the day to day, you know, training? And yeah. that's great. That was spot on. Yeah. Well done. Right, right, right mindset. Yeah. That was your yeah. first test. You <laughs> <test>. <laughs> One point. <laughs> All right, let's go this, out and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> this, folks, is actually uh, Kevin's first day in Dublin, so he hasn't started his internship le- yet. He arrived off a long flight this morning at 5 a.m. So he's not exactly fresh as a daisy, but he's, he's not doing too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, great. You know, like you said, um, working out, well, what did you, okay, so like you said, it is going to be, there's going to be physical exertion. There is going to be mental pressure. 
um, you seem prepared for it, and I think you know that's going to give you the fortitude to. I'm not going to say survive. Your life's not going to be in danger or anything, but certainly to cope. Um. <laughs> I think it's, it's constant. I think it's the the the, ta- the task is when you're doing something. Day, like every like you're gonna be doing it every day, and it's not just like you're used to teaching every day, but you're like you're gonna be training hard every day, and it's making sure that you're getting the most out of those sessions, not just getting through the sessions, but taking something away from the session every time. Yeah. I think that's the thing that can become tricky, especially when you're tired, especially when you've got Neil. Like Scott told you about Neil coming in the mornings, no. I see he always forgets to tell them people. The that. physical yeah. trainer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So when he comes in and wakes you up at five in the morning and then you have to train in morning training and then again in the evening well, well, after wait, teaching wait. a full day, it's got to be tough. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute now. <laughs> I was told that I would get a message, a physical trainer's coming, and I can kind of exit as, as needed. So you're saying I, I, I should take part in the... Oh, no, oh, no, 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 he has private clients here, okay. he's a, okay. he's a PT, like, he uses the dojo in the mornings, um, yeah. and uh, he comes every morning, but it's early, and uh, no, well now I'm going to message Neil and tell him, get Kevin on the dojo <laughs> training, <laughs> he should be out there training, <laughs> believe me, I would, I would have been like, all right, let's, uh, I guess this is how it goes, uh, no. <laughs> but, so remember that on the next interview, <laughs> and by the way, there's PT in the morning, oh there's my goodness, before training, could you imagine, yeah, <sighs> But no, yeah. that, that would be that would be death. That, <laughs> we'd we'd kill our interns if we make them do that. Um, um, but no, I, I, but I think yeah, just being able, just remember to try and take away something from every class because it, it does because it will get like, like even just mentally taxing. Like it like it will get to the point where you're like, okay, here's another one. Let's go another one. But you've got to try and make sure that you're you're getting the most out of each mm-hmm. session. You know. Mm. The, and the next thing you said was um, about being scrutinised. There will be no shortage of that. So, but you know, get ready for a lot. Count, count yourself as 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 well. I count myself as as privileged each day that you know I have um, the opportunity to be to have my karate scrutinised by the rest of the guys in the dojo. So get ready yeah. for a lot of negative encouragement. If that yeah, makes sense. there's a, not a whole lot of positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Ex- I, I'm really not expecting that. At all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that'd be the idea. I mean, I guess that would be perfect. You come here and everybody just pats you on the back and oh, you look great. <laughs> but then it kind of takes away the purpose of, you know, why you want to come here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and and that can. Well, it depends on who you are. It depends on how thick your skin is. But um, try not to let it grind you down. <laughs> oh. Basically. The best part of being in the dojo. Yeah, but and sometimes sometimes it's very sarcastic and and frankly hilarious. Yeah, so. yeah. Be a good laugh. I mean, I think I'm I'm coming in in the mentality that I, everything needs improved. Like there, oh, I don't yeah. think there's nothing anybody's gonna tell me where I'm gonna just fold and be like, ah, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just like give it give it to me. Now, yeah. don't don't get us wrong. There's no there's definitely no humiliation tactics or. You know, raised voices or anything stupid like that. Mm, no but, hazing. Like we, you know, we don't, we don't, pre- we don't pretend to be old school Japanese or any shit like that. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, there's definitely no pandering to your sensibilities. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I found. Mm. Um, and then the next thing you said was uh, about taking the taking the karate home with you. Mm-hmm. which is kind of what the HDKI is all about. Scott has said it's called Hombu Dojo Karate International because he wants to take what we do day-to-day, like you said here, you want to find out what the day-to-day training is like. He wants to take that ethos and spread it internationally. So, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty different to what you're used to on uh, on seminars. Obviously, the dreaded morning training. Have you been doing <laughs> any physical prep for that yourself? Did you go out and buy a tube and strap it to you and... Did you wear a weight vest every day? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I maybe I, I I definitely should have, you know. But in the mix of everything going on, yeah. you know, Scott sent me some, you know, uh, basic layouts of things to work on. Okay. And uh, I, I did uh, some of the Tabata with tubes. Okay, cool, on there. cool, cool. But um, not something that was on. Uh, not, definitely not as much as I wish I would have yeah. coming in. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, you mentioned the Tabata, and I'm sure that's going to be probably one of the dreaded. Yeah, it's, n- it's it's never fun. Don't I mean, quit. if you're yeah. if you're it doesn't matter how slow you go, just don't quit, man. Yeah, if you're if Tabata is getting easier, it's because you've stopped trying hard. It doesn't get easier. Never. You just you, the faster you get, the fitter you get, the harder you have to try. Yeah, so is it, everybody suffers. Yeah. So even so, it's something you should never 
peak at because if you get stronger, then you should be pushing. Exactly. Yeah. You should be getting more reps in. Yeah. That's as simple as that. You should be getting more reps in. We we actually done it. Funny the other day we were doing the oikomi, just like flowing techniques up and down. And we were doing it in 11 seconds. Like, you just yeah. remember when I first came, we were doing it in 15, mm-hmm. 18. Like, you'd have a, a like a little rest and then off you'd go again. And we're doing it in like 11, <laughs> 11 seconds, 13 seconds. Like, it's too, like too fast yeah. to the point where it's like, Chris, we always like literally slow down and maybe focus on the technique a yeah. little bit more rather than just <laughs> blasting through it. But when you're doing Tabang, blasting through it is the most important bit. I, I think yeah we do a lot oh, of technical yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, true, right true, you need true. to you need to, to blast through it a little bit sometimes like yeah but with with oiko with the oikomi exercise it went to the extreme where there was very little but, attention like, being paid to technique but yeah i think sometimes sometimes it's just about blowing the lungs out <laughs> that was a grading book coming yeah. through the letterbox <laughs> microphones probably didn't pick that up yeah. but uh yeah. we have a grading this weekend folks and uh, everybody's licenses are coming uh, coming in the letterbox also I've got a, a a lot of encouragement from Simon. Oh know, yes, of course. Yeah. And, uh, Simon he, he told me from the I told him from the the beginning when I decided to come because I was on the I was on the fence because we got you know so a lot of stuff going on with uh, we just purchased our our own dojo. Yes, yes. Went from running to to owning and it was right in the middle of that move and we're in a new neighborhood and trying to get that going and then you know Scott's like yeah. Sending me a message, or you know, are you coming? And then it's like, yeah, it's probably it, just because we love having injuries. Yeah. <laughs> we love having fresh, <laughs> fresh bodies in the dojo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, I, you know, I'm discussing with Jane, like, boy, we got a lot. Is this the right move to make? Should we focus on our, you know, should we be focusing on getting our business off the ground, or should mm-hmm. I be doing this? How long ago uh, did you move to that new premises? Uh, January. Oh, yeah, I see. So. Yeah, yeah. So not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair play for taking the leap. Yeah, we just yeah. we just feel like it's it's very important to the growth of our dojo. So mm-hmm. I, I, it was just like, yeah, I mean, I had you know, Jane can handle that for the time there, and I can get the get the knowledge and the experience and come back and then have even more to offer, you know, than before. But then you know, at the same time uh, that Scott was messaging me, Simon's sending me a message. So are you? You know, are you getting ready? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh man, and I'm like telling, kind of telling Simon my backstory without saying nothing to Scott yet. Like, look, and I don't know which direction I'm gonna go. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you should you should think about you know what your gut's telling you, and if it's focusing on your dojo, then you should do that. And then if, uh, yeah. If you ever want someone to to reaffirm <laughs> you to do something dangerous or exciting Simon's the one to talk to like, yeah he's a bit of an instigator is he <laughs> oh you, you, you know banzai and you go go on <laughs> yeah. really you just get stuck into it go on no way you go do it. maybe maybe I got the, the you know there's different uh Minds of Simon, some shades of Simon. Oh yeah, maybe. a man of so, many faces. So this 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 face of Simon was being the one that was like trying to be like, hey, you should maybe, you know, think about thinking about your business and and taking care of that, and then you can always do this down the road. And then, maybe he's probably yeah. reverse psychology. He probably you. did. Yeah, very very clever. Yeah, 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 he is very smart. He's probably messaging Scott and Kevin. <laughs> this is what I'll do. They were playing good cup, bad yeah. cup. Yeah. yeah, but then after that, you know, once I told him I'm going, and then Simon was giving me excellent, like, oh, you need to start doing this and doing this, and this needs to be the hardest part of your training. Of course, I never, I did not meet Simon's expectations <laughs> on what I was doing at home. But uh, he was definitely always giving me encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're here now. Yeah. yeah. Prep yeah. or no prep, we will, we will, it's on. We will <laughs> come back next week and see how you're finding it. Yeah, folks. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Kevin again uh, halfway through his internship. And again, That'd after he, uh, after he, do we call it graduating? After he finishes. Gets just his, before gets he, his just before leaves, yeah. Yeah, just before he leaves. leaves. So. Um, and we'll get uh, continued impressions as we go along. But right now, we have had our first question from a listener. They've given us a topic Yosh. to talk about. Yosh. I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I named him, would he? Um, it's my brother Jordan. Jordan. Um, so yeah, my brother Jordan, he's a kickboxer. And he sent us in a really interesting question, I think. Something that we could definitely talk about for a while, all three of us. And he wants to know about attaining the Zen mind state 
whilst uh, practicing kumite, whilst sparring. Basically keeping calm when you're fighting. Basically yeah. keeping calm, yeah. 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 Uh, he has uh, experience, as I said, as a kickboxer, and he has complained that um, he can get very uh, tense, very worked up during sparring, and sometimes it has even led to panic attacks, full-blown mm-hmm. panic attacks, and uh, and obviously there's nothing as unpleasant as that, you know? Um, and it's put a dampener a bit on his martial arts experience, and he wants to know what we can tell him about... Uh, Staying calm under pressure and staying relaxed and zen during kumite. What do we think? Um, it's be I've been doing kumite for so long that I can't remember how I used to cope with being nervous in class when it came to sparring people in class. I remember there was one kid... Well, Adam, you're no good to us, so let's let you me talk about it, Kevin. <laughs> I remember there was one kid, Adam Hewson. Adam, big Adam. Big Adam. And Scott, uh, Scott says he actually wrote a great thing about that, like that yellow line. Huh? The, 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 like, he, he talked, I think the article was called The Thin Yellow Line or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you recognise that, mm-hmm. yeah? And it, was, and it was how you should always have a bit of fear. Before you go on the dojo, there should always like you should there should be. Uh, it's good to have that little bit of anxiety before you train. Something that you have to like just get over, you know, before you like your before you train before you do your training session. And that I remember like reading that and going, that's exactly what it used to be like with this. Whenever this kid Adam was in class, because Adam used to smack the shit out of me every <laughs> class. He was so big. Tall, like not like just muscly for his age, like really, like again, he was just a, a young teenager at the time. But mm-hmm. for me, it was like a, like ten years old. I would always get smacked, like oh, and it would just be painful. Mm-hmm. And we would always pair up against each other because it's just I don't know why, but we just always <laughs> pair up. And I used to, my heart used to always be, but I used to just pair up with that every class, like and that's it. Like I, I don't know if there was a. Uh, again, so young, and when the senses say, okay, pair up, and you've paired up, and the senses take the class, you just do as you're told and just get on with it. And even though it might be a horrible experience, which it was, you just get on with it and do it. So at a young age, that's how I was getting over what I was doing. It was just by, you know, suffering through it. Um, now, though, whenever I do kumite, whether it be competition or sparring, like there's, I can stay relaxed, but there's a, like, yeah, I think everyone needs to have that switch. Like, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And you have that mental switch where you can turn things serious. And everything, for me, when I do kumite, like, before competition, on competition mats, for example, I'm not thinking about anything when it comes to it. Like, when it comes to when I'm stepping onto the mat and I'm actually in doing kumite, or if I'm sparring with someone on the dojo, I'm not in a state of panic, a state of fear. I'm literally just... Thinking about in a state kumite. of flow? Yeah, just thinking about my kumite and like I'll be thinking maybe tactically, trying to set traps, trying to control distance, trying to see where the openings are, find the angles, or I'll just be, if I'm super relaxed, just moving around and, you know, poking away, but I never really get stressed, so... Like I said, I don't think I'm much use. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there is something of use in what you said, and I think it's that it's the volume of training. It, yeah. You just did it again and again and again. And it, yeah. obviously, you know, when people are talking about anxiety, you never want to say just get on with it because that's not helpful. But I think there is something in just uh, like overexposing yourself to the to the the thing that's triggering your your uh, fear. What is yeah. it? The the stimulus. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you know, you can't say stay scared forever, really. I don't think you can, can you? <laughs> so yeah, overexposure. Just do it. Just do it and do it and do it. Yeah, I, I think uh, like the, that co- last competition there. I like not pressure about actually going on to committee, but pre- definitely pressure to win mm-hmm. is a thing that I I maybe feel. And for example, I'm teaching in London uh, in July. And I'm doing a kumite seminar. Mm-hmm. And in my own mind, I put the pressure on myself saying, I can't go and teach a kumite seminar if I can't win our own national competition. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have to go out and win this. Yeah. And thank goodness I did. But at the same but that's the pressure I put on myself. But as I was warming up, I put my, my Lincoln Park on yeah. and my headphones. And you were warming up beside me. You yeah. can see it. 
the switch. It just <laughs> goes. And all of a sudden, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not like, me and Ruhr will chat away all day, all day. As soon as it comes to doing Kumite, no friends. Yeah, like, yeah. You're just... I went out into the into the place where you were warming up out in that little area there. And I went out too. And you had the headphones on. And I was like, oh shit, better not talk to Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he was stalking up and down like a greyback grey back gorilla, silverback gorilla. <laughs> like, and it's just getting into that, that zone, I think. And I think that for some people, it, you might have to hype yourself up a bit. You might have to talk yourself up and say, I can do this, it's fair, like, you know, I've got nothing to worry about, you know, and and big yourself up. Some people might be, stay relaxed, stay calm. I guess finding what mental state you want to be in mm-hmm. and trying to stay in that mental state as you go. Like, I always think a good coach, a good sense, it will see if, for example, Jordan is panicking, if he's getting stressed, he, a good coach will stop what's happening and make them relax. Mm-hmm. Or or put a, a or put a handicap on them to force them to try and flow a bit better. For example, I'll do ones where it's like in class if people are escalating too much, I say okay, one person, one side, this side of the room can only block this side. Yeah. can throw whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people are forced to get used to people hitting them. Well, we'll come back to that just now because yeah. you are a Kumite coach. You do mm. the competition classes here and you're, you're, you do the Kumite class on a Wednesday. So we'll come back to, as an instructor, what can be done mm. to help control anxiety of the students. But yeah. from personal experience, uh, Kevin, you got anything uh, about staying really relaxed during Kumite? Yeah, I actually was just having the, the discussion uh, earlier this week with a with a student and and just trying to get under into their head not to be thinking already thinking ahead what they're going to do mm-hmm. but just kind of let things fall into place relax maybe in a Rick Hotton way look to the horizon yeah you know yeah. like you're just I'm like just zone through the wall past them mm-hmm. and then when you see the movement you'll see it and then react you know to the way you know you feel is appropriate to it so uh, definitely, I think we get in our head. We we kind of psych ourselves out a little bit mm-hmm. mentally. Stress put too much stress on ourselves when we should just uh, relax and view the situation, and then uh, 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 apply what comes appropriately to mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott Sensei talks about that. He calls it first thought, where you're not not uh, you know seeing and then reacting. Rather, you're reacting out of habit or without yeah. without sort of consciously without going through a decision making process you know we just had rick jackson in the dojo again and he is a zen buddhist so it'd be nice to have him on this, on this yeah discussion, really. we should have him talking he, about this he, right, he yeah. does a lot of exercise stuff but he talks about a lot about first thought and how he uses the outside examples like when you're when you're in the car and you're just picking your nose when you're sitting in the car you're just picking your nose side of the car. You're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then you look out the window and somebody's looking at you. Then all of a sudden, whoa, like, you know, <laughs> now you're thinking about what you're doing, you know, yeah. and, and you yeah. realize, oh, this is embarrassing. And, and you stop mm-hmm. or, you know, dogs barking. You hear the dog barking. You don't go like you hear the dog bark. You instantly know what it is. You don't hear the dog bark and go, what's that sound? Yeah. Oh, that's a bark. That must be a dog. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that the, that step process. It's just instantaneous. You know exactly what's happening. You hear a bird, you know it's a bird. But now to be able to be in that mindset during Kumite, I think, takes experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, experience and also kind of trying to uh, trying to cultivate that mindset. You can't just spar and spar and spar without ever uh, thinking that it's a problem that you're tense or that you're thinking. Because if you're like that, then you're probably just losing all the time anyway. Well, yeah. you're, you're, going through this, you're, you're going through this transition a bit just now, yeah? I mean, you started working here sparring with us mm-hmm. in the morning and Scott's biggest thing is that you need to relax more you need to to have confidence in what you were doing and stuff so how, how, is it, how have you being in my head has it? always been a massive problem for me um, even as an actor it's what my uh, my um, facilitators used to say to me that I was in my head I couldn't be in the moment um, so uh, yeah when when the pressure's on you know, when you're feeling the pressure in a kumite uh, scenario, um, I just go into my head and I try to think, and I try to think, will this combo work? Will that combo work? Maybe if I change the angle here, that will work. But all that thinking just leads to inaction. It's, you know, like like they say, paralysis through analysis. Um, I get nothing done. I get, uh, I, I can't score. I can't, I can't hardly move. 
sit there until somebody closes the distance and smacks me. So that's that's been, and it was like that for for a while. I wasn't improving. I was getting a little bit less afraid, but no more effective. Just because, you know, I've, I realised it doesn't really hurt that much to get hit. Everybody in the dojo has pretty good control anyway. But then the competition was coming up and I tried to knuckle down and I tried to try to sort myself out and I feel like since then I am transitioning into a little bit more of a relaxed fighter I've learned about well it's not that I learned like I I understood the concept of moving in and you know uh intercepting your your opponent's actions uh sort of uh cutting them off with a gakazuki before they can you know execute whatever that they were trying to do uh so the conceptual knowledge is there but then getting that into your body is something i hadn't been able to do because i was focusing too much on concepts so suddenly just letting it happen worked for me and it happened a couple of times coming up to the competition here in the dojo then on the day i managed to score in both my fights and it was doing just that it was not thinking and letting it happen like rick jackson says don't let the body follow the mind. Let the body follow the moment. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it worked. I, I think, and also just to bring it back to Jordan, I think especially if he's doing kickboxing, he, he started doing the karate as well actually. But it, like specifically when he's doing kickboxing, the biggest thing to understand is that especially in a class, there should be no pressure to win in class. And I think that especially when you're doing sparring, where. Uh, Kickbox is much more free flowing, like in terms of the competition itself. They don't start and stop the way the way the karate does. If you get touched, you're losing. Yeah, you can't get touched. Yeah, kickbox doesn't matter so much. You can get touched, like it's so it's not the end of the world. Um, what you don't want to get is knocked out or dropped or, or so because again, it's a it's a more full contact sport. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're sparring, it should never be full contact for one. If you're if you're training in a place where you're sparring full contact and you're going to war in the gym every day, leave. Because all you're doing is you're just giving, like you're just going to give yourself physical problems later on. You're not getting paid to uh, to fight in the gym. So don't fight in the gym. Train, yeah, spar, true, true, learn, true, true. Mm-hmm. try things. If you're, let's uh, say anyone, if you're in a place where the coach is screaming at you harder, harder, go harder, come on, do them in. I mean, that's not, that's not a place. That's not a good environment, and it's not somewhere where you're going to excel either. I, I don't think. Um, I think that's a big problem with full contact gyms is that when people take it too seriously, the egos, whatever it is, and they try and go f- full pelt. Just 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 in a just in a, a Monday night training session, man, it's just stupid. It's a problem in Kyokushin karate. I think guys get injured really badly. I, I think like the. And I think there'll be places, some karate dojos as well. I definitely, I've trained in one or two places where guys are getting, you know, just injured every class. Like there's always somebody burst nose, broken nose, you know, black eyes, all that stuff. It's like, what, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're not getting, like, again, unless you're doing it for a paycheck, like, unless you're getting a paycheck at the end of the day, like, like why, you know? Yeah. So that that's the first thing. So if it's if it's because, if the stress is happening because you are getting hurt if you don't do well, or or that it's really really tough hard sparring. It's not the place. It's not the place to be. Uh, trust me. Pros talk about it all the time. There are times where guys, fighters, professional fighters, will go hard in the gym. Sometimes it has to happen. They're professional fighters. They're fighters by nature. Mm-hmm. Most of them will say that you need good coaching. You need to learn when you spar. Okay then. Uh, so about being an instructor uh, who instructs people when they're sparring. Mm. Um, what do you think is the best approach? Well, I, th- I think like the whole, I think the key thing is that when you're doing sparring, it should be a very relaxed environment. Because when you're relaxed, you you flow. There's less chance of injuries for one thing, uh, and just in general, people enjoy it and they continue to want to do it. And the more you want to do it, the more you ca- keep coming back to it, the better you're going to get. So you need to enjoy it. Is the first thing you have okay. to learn to enjoy sparring. Uh, having a bit of fear against, like when you're up against someone inspired, is a good thing. To be able to be brave and get over that is a good way to get over the anxiety. It's a good way to like prepare you for outside life as well. I remember always remember thinking like I've com- like competing in competitions and stuff. Everything else and like I'm probably and my parents tell you I was too lackadaisical, too chilled out about yeah. <laughs> other things where I should have been more serious because 
like when it came to the exams at school, I was everyone was stressed outside. I would walk in, do my exam, walk out. They'd be stressed about how they'd done. I was just like, you can't get punched in the face doing an exam. Right? You know? <laughs> it's not like one of the examiners is going to come up and rally in the back of the head in the middle of a test, you know. Uh, so I think like the- uh, speaking of uh, exams where you get punched in the head, uh, we have to talk about gradings after a while. We have to do our. Um- our usual update on the road to the gradings. Road to... Yeah, we didn't talk about that before the podcast, but yeah, yeah. we have to do that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think that in, in learning to enjoy it and learning to enjoy having that little bit of anxiety and learning to enjoy the fact that you felt that slight bit of fear, stuck at it and got through it and come back the next day, I think that's something that can become very satisfying. That, and especially if you're aware of it. Uh, and can sort of convince yourself of that, it can be a, a very good thing, I think. Mm. If you, again, relax and learn to enjoy it. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good point, like uh, when it comes to, say, avoiding the scenario where you're suffering, a, suffering an anxiety attack. Um, but I'm sure lots of people know from firsthand experience when you are in the throes of panic, it's just all it's it's just overpowering. I, I think though, when you're in that state of panic, it's too late. Yeah, because you're not in the because you, he's talking like the question was how do you get that mindset of keeping calm? Sure. And as yeah, soon as you're yeah. not calm, that you're not calm anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, so it's it's too late. You're panicked, and and the way to get over that is to stop. You have to stop. Yeah. If you get to that point where you're panicking, you're stressing out, you just you. It doesn't matter what, like, as a, as a student, I've never had that, but I would like to think of any of my students, eh, well, one of the students does suffer from panic attacks mm-hmm. quite a bit. And as an instructor, I'm very careful and make sure that I can do whatever I can to make sure that they calm down. And if there's anything I can do to help them through this and, and help them help it happen less I try my best to make that happen. And I think that if... Yeah, it depends on your coach, I guess, on how yeah. you handle these these situations. I think it would be also um, creating the atmosphere that shouldn't lead to that. I mean, like you was discussing, it should you shouldn't come... You should come into the dojo with maybe a little fear, maybe a little adrenaline rush of what's about to happen and what can happen. But at the t- same time, you trust the people around you. Good that point. I should yeah. not be in. If we're sparring together, yeah. I shouldn't be shaking in my boots. Oh, yes, thinking, you should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll be saved. But you, you get what I mean. You shouldn't be under the fear of like, I'm going to get killed here. Sure. It should be like this yeah. back and forth exchange. Like I say, you should, at the end of it, I've still enjoyed it and and come back again because yeah. that adrenaline it's become something that you enjoy you enjoy getting through it. Yeah. And I think that for example, um, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult. Like I think, who's like Ray Ray Sensi Ray Stretch. Every, mm-hmm. Everyone in guy knows Ray Stretch. He's a big scary man. Yeah. And if me and Ray appeared up for something, it's not that you're scared, but you're like, I need to be switched on here. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get a sore one if I'm not switched on. You know, and I learned that lesson the hard way with uh, Ray Stritch. <laughs> but that, but that, but that's it. And it's not. And I would never think, oh, Ray's going to do me. He's going to, he's going to hurt me. Never. Yeah. Uh, it's too slow anyway. Well, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, farmers tell me to see me doing well. Wait a minute. Now they've invited me to come over there for a class. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh no. He's he's one of the best guys. That, that right? lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but again, there's that there's that little bit of me that's like. Obviously, I'm joking when I say he's too slow. But there's a bit of me that goes, okay, raise someone I don't train with a lot, so I don't know what his tendencies are, what his habits are. I can, I know everyone in the dojo, what they habitually do if we do any sort of committee drill sparring. Mm-hmm. Don't know his timing. He's got a longer reach. He's big and strong. So there's a part of me that goes, I need to be switched on here. And I'll get a little bit more excited when I'm with Ray than I will with other people in the dojo. Right. And that that feeling is, is great and getting through that is fine. But if it gets to the point where you're terrified of Ray, there's a like you said, Kevin, there's a problem there. If yeah, you're terrified. there's there's yeah. some issue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we shouldn't be uh, in the situation where we have to fear like, man, I'm gonna get my teeth knocked out. I mean, that'd be a good. I mean, yes, that could be like people would say, well, well, that's Budo. You know, <laughs> you know how people get it. That's yeah. Budo. And it's like yeah. you should train. We have to do a, a podcast. But on you, that can, you can't. Yeah. 
you just it's just not respectful to train that way you know so and and do you believe kevin that it's the responsibility of the instructor to uh create the atmosphere where a person feels not so afraid and and that they can trust the people around them yeah i mean i'm constantly trying to coach that atmosphere of yeah you know you know trying to relate especially with dealing with you know with a lot of kids too it's like you're friends you're back and forth exchange relax i think i've heard someone refer to you know just have fun (laughs) enjoy yourself (laughs) you know you're trying to talk them off the ledge because of course in in their heads (laughs) you got to go to the extreme like oh just smile that's it it's exactly like totally relate to that when it comes to like co- the, the competition class on a Saturday community class on a Wednesday when it comes to the end of, if we're doing sparring it's like I always do it at the very end and I say treat this like a warm down yeah yeah, yeah. this should be relaxed smooth you're not trying to win doesn't matter if you get hit it's the place to get hit try stuff just Chill out, yeah. Some people don't receive Georgia. Georgia, I was about to say it. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia is the worst. Happy birthday, yeah. George. George's birthday today. Happy no birthday. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Georgia. But like Georgia is the one who just has no off switch. She's just always <laughs> on that line of fucking insanity. She just knocks <laughs> shit out. Yeah, yeah, I feel but she's great that way too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, and well, I, she's the one that everyone can be scared of. You know that yeah. one that everyone's like, "Oh, Christ, I'm with George. I need to be careful." You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm saying this stuff. I'm repeating the same things all the time, and and it's generally to certain individual who yeah. comes in, and you're <laughs> yeah. just talking to the whole group, hoping. I hope it's they get what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's important to try and get that message across, but it's also important to identify straight away when it, when it's getting out of hand. Yeah. But what about people like so? What about people who don't get the message and it's in a bad way when they're hindering themselves? I, I, now, I know this is going away from Jordan's uh, question right now, but we can come back to it. But what, what about people who are hindering themselves and people around them, maybe hurting people or maybe just, you know, running themselves into the ground and kind of disrupting the atmosphere? Mm. How, do you, how do you approach that? If you, give, me, give me a specific example. Uh, uh, somebody who say it's a drill. Okay, it's not it's not freestyle coming day. It's a drill, and somebody who is deliberately doing the drill wrong so that they can score, so that they can punch first. You need to call them out on it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, like, if you broadly say, guys, this is a we're doing this. Da, da, da. This is not about winning the point. It's about focusing mm-hmm. on the technique, learning this principle of movement. For example, if it's you know uh, compress back. Uh, as you block and then drive on with the Gyakuzuki, yeah. but instead they block with the other hand and they hit you with an Arakan without moving their centre of gravity at all, therefore not taking any benefit from the exercise. Yeah, or going in the eye when they should be compressed. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, and you see, guys, you stop, you see, like, because you go, oh, yummy, guys, just watch. I don't want you to do this, bang. Mm-hmm. I want you to compress back and compress forward. This is easy. Mm-hmm. This is more difficult work. Mm-hmm. Practicing this comp- I want you to practice this compression and drive mm-hmm. rather than just hitting them. Like it's easy to just score, yeah. you know. And if they still continue, yeah, then you have to say, "I'm talking to you. You're the one that's doing it. Yeah, don't yeah, go yeah. in. I want you to come back and forward." Yeah. But see, and I if don't... they still continue to do it, then you put them with someone who's going to smack them. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way see, it is. I don't think it's out of <laughs> obstinance, though. I think it's out of like this crazy anxiety about not being first. Yeah, I think I was that person at yeah. one time. Where I just in my head I was thinking, you know, and being very, when I, very new to it as I still am, but to Kamite, in my head I'm thinking this is what we're supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to hit you, right? I'm supposed yeah. to do. This. And then I, I, you know, I had to be made an example of sometimes where the the, the sensei put me with a higher level black belt and it's just like thump them. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking, what I do wrong? I mean, it's. Uh, Again, but if you're specifically <laughs> saying to someone, you're the one doing it, yeah. you have to come back for it, and they still don't change them. Yeah, that's different. That's a different story. Yeah, that's that's different. Like, there's something else. I don't think that's anxiety. I think that's just either ignorance or stupidity. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Something. yeah, I think you're, you're, you're yeah. right, where you, you give them all the benefit of the doubt by stop, kind of stop and say, hey, come in. This is what I'm trying to message yeah. I'm trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Put them back out, and then it, you're seeing it again. Then you probably have to single that person mm-hmm. out yeah. and say, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> what are you doing? I would never stop the class and go, yeah. you. I would, yeah, I would right, go up yeah. to the mother and do it. Everybody's moving. I mean, in terms of anxiety, for example, like we're bringing it back to Jordan when he's talking about sparring and again be comfortable with not winning every exchange 
not winning every sparring set, not winning every time you paired up with someone. For example, there was someone, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to mention names here, but there was someone uh, in the Kumite class who could not relax and was going hard and was going hard with everyone to the point where it was pretty obvious. And good old Christoph decided to take it into his own hands and say, if you want to go hard, come and go hard with me. And Christoph, for those of you who don't know Christoph, Christoph is a um, former Cameroon champion. Uh, he was captain coach. of the Cameroonian yeah, team, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. captain of the team, uh, fought in France exclusively. Very, very, very good committee like guy. One of the best I've ever had the pleasure of He's an old hand. training with. Yeah, very, very experienced. And again, you need someone who has that experience, someone who is that level above just to say, this is what you're doing to other people. Bang, bang, bang. And he had the person on the deck about six times in the space of a minute. You know, and it was relentless. And I seen what was happening, and I didn't call. I didn't say, "Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I said no, this needs to happen for mm-hmm. for a minute." And you let it go for a little bit, and then it's like, "Okay, yeah, I mean, and it's like, "Okay, guys, we'll stretch." Well, and then after that, because that is that's the peak of the escalation that you can ha- let happen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the point where nobody's getting hurt, but there's a like that's the extreme where there's a hard lesson being learned. Okay. On the dojo, and you have to be aware that that doesn't. So it's very dangerous to to do. You have to be aware of what the tipping point is mm-hmm. but sometimes that needs to happen and I think you need to be aware that after that's happened you can't keep going you have to it doesn't matter what you're doing you have to stop because that energy's hit the peak any further and it's going to turn into a problem so you have to be aware of when to stop it and then once you've stopped it at that your sparring's finished that's it you're done for the day because you will not relax after especially after you know you, you've had a hard time and you're already es- escalating mm-hmm. you already see somebody escalating it and then you see somebody teaching them this is what's going to happen to you if you keep escalating. Class is over. Like for that, for sparring's over anyway. Yeah, give to them something to think them. about. Yeah, you have to just leave it at that. Yeah. So um, to wrap up, I guess from the individual for the individual, the main advice we have is to get out of your head. Uh, stop worrying about being first. Stop worrying about trying to win, and have fun. Right. Yeah. It should be like should I be love fun. sparring. I love yeah. it. Like I, I, I love it, and I, even times where I get a smack and stuff, like I love it. Even like after there's a, a excellent photo. I don't know if it's uh, if it was up on Facebook, or not, but it's an excellent photo of after you cut my eye open. Yeah, I've got a big, <laughs> a, a, a big cheesy grin on my face, and I'm like, because it's, it's, it's so funny. Like to me, it was like, yeah, this is annoying. Like that I've got this this scar on my eye, but I was like, listen, this is it's part of it, and it's funny, and I, there was never like. It wasn't like the next day, next time we sparred, I was like, I'm going to knock the shit out. It was just happens. That's yeah. it. You know, you don't like, you have to learn to enjoy it. Enjoy when you get smacked. Enjoy getting losing and, and enjoy the moments where you win as well. It was fun to let on in a joking way that that's what it's like every morning. <laughs> yeah. Bloodbath Tuesdays in the dojo. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, you, I think the biggest thing is you have to enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying your sparring, you need to take, because everyone's different. And if you're not enjoying your sparring, you need to understand why. Why is it you're not enjoying it? Well, then, about that, I think we talked mostly about uh, what the instructor should be doing. So maybe if you're not enjoying your sparring, a large part of it is down to the atmosphere you're in and, uh, and you know, the person creating that atmosphere. So uh, I think that's, and I, I tried to touch on that a bit when I said if you are in a place where the sparring's extremely heavy. Yeah. It's not. It's not like that's not good for your health in general. The amount of like you, you were talking the other day about CTE, uh, was it CTE scans and stuff like, like oh, yeah, brain yeah, damage. Yeah, and the, and yeah the, I talked about that on one of our first podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like you've, you've, we've spoken about that before, and and that's something that happens, and it's not it doesn't happen on the big stage during the big fights all the time. It happens by getting hit in the head repeatedly mm-hmm. over and over again. And if you're taking full contact blows to the head on a Monday night when you're doing it as a hobby. Sorry, you're an idiot. That's stupid. <laughs> but it's not just the physical duress; it's the emotional duress. Say about you know the coaches screaming at you, or that, and that that yeah. as well. You know, you have to yeah. be in an environment where you're enjoying yourself. And if you're not enjoying training, why you, like why are you doing, why are you doing it? it? Yeah. Why why are you putting yourself? Ah, doing some it? people just some people are masochists, I suppose. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and they probably don't suffer from anxiety attacks. Well, I can think of a guy. He's got a book. It's called Karate Stupid. He wasn't having fun for a lot of that time, you know. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, so. Well, the story is have uh, you got to enjoy yourself, have fun, man. Try yeah. your yeah. best to have fun. Speaking of fun, <laughs> Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Denmark is going to be fun, and at Denmark we have some things which are not going to be that fun. 
That's going to be fun. Gradings. Yeah. Grading this. Grading. The oh. road. Nina, how's it going? Oh, oh, what's the update? Well, I'm injured. Week? You're injured. I'm, I can I, see you're wearing your little fancy sock. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I turned on my ankle a few weeks ago and it's just been getting worse and worse with all the training to the point where it's just sort of walk right now. So yeah. I really want to keep training. But, um, you know, uh, it's just making it worse. So it'd be stupid, really, to keep putting it under stress um, and then, you know, cripple myself permanently. Yeah. So, yeah, missed, uh, missed, I've been missing training since Tuesday. Today is Friday. And it's, oh, it's, I'm, it, it doesn't feel good. Like, I feel bad. I feel like I'm, it's fear of missing out. It's also just the lack of exertion that I normally get. You can't, you know... Uh, sometimes, well, no, I can't get it. I, sometimes I join in in my classes and I get a bit of a workout as well, but I can't do that because I'm injured. So just not getting uh, getting that fix of what's the hormone that releases when, you, uh, when you're when you exercising? One of the good ones, anyway. Oh, serotonin. <laughs> serotonin? Yeah, oxy, sounds good. Oxy, Oxycontin? No, not that. I'm going to go with you guys on that. <laughs> dopamine? <I guess. laughs> dopamine. There we go. That's <laughs> the one. It sounds cool. Dopamine. <laughs> Um, we'll throw it out there. So yeah, so I obviously I haven't since Tuesday I haven't done any preparation for my grading. But uh, yeah, like I said last time, my keyhorn's gonna be weak. Not too pleased about that. Well, I mean that sounds defeatist to say that, right? I don't mean my keyhorn's gonna be weak. I mean my keyhorn is what right now needs the most attention. Uh, so it's frustrating not being able to work on it uh, when I know it needs the attention. So uh, yeah. A little bit frustrated, a little bit yeah. not not feeling too hot about it right now. But also, when I think about, when I visualize, when I think about the moment, it's exhilarating because I know it's going to happen. I know when it's going to happen. I know who's going to be there. I have a fair idea of who I'm going to be paired up with for Kumite, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, yeah. Hopefully, how many? How many? What? Two? Two fights? Three, three fights? Three? Three or four? Yeah. Three or four? I don't know, Twelve. Twelve <laughs> hundred man comité. Yeah. Why not? Why He's not? the guy. <laughs> no, normally, I think it's normally uh, three. Okay, so yeah, have a fair idea of who I'll be paired up with and how it's gonna go down. That's it. So yeah, a little bit hot and cold. Like they say, they say excitement. Even when, when you're injured, though, I mean, stuff just like it's just slowly. Like I, if I were, like if I had an ankle injury, like, I can't really do much. I would just try like slow as I can, just walk through. All the catas that you need, any of the catas you could be asked, just walk through them once a day, you know, just like even when you're injured, or just go through them in your head, you know, just take a wee, a wee second, five minutes of your time, just, you know, before you go to sleep, just turn the lights off, go through your catas a couple of times in your head, that stuff, just keep it, keep it fresh in there, you know. Awesome. Yeah. How uh, about you? How are you feeling about the, uh, the big Y O N D A N? Um, I got a nice wee bit of attention on my Sochin from Scott uh, the other day, which was good. Uh, I feel on track. A couple of things, like he gave me some nice points that just things that could be a bit better. Uh, my stances are a little bit inconsistent. Different, like, uh, I remember him telling you that, yeah. 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 A little bit. Like before the first stance, I was going down and it was like very competent, like so low. Yeah. Then the second one would be so much higher because obviously you can't <laughs> consistently stay down like that. Because you, you did it now. You did the low social dance. You don't need to do it every time. You don't need to do it for all of them. I've done the first move. That's the one everyone takes a photo of. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did the first move and they went, pass. <laughs> so, uh, so just the consistency now. So it's the height's more consistent, but now it's just a little bit width and length. Like for uh, compared to uh, that double block to the Tatsushoto, the Tatsushoto one is just a little bit different, so it's just been consistent on both sides. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, I drilled the application into me. Uh, like I'm trying to, like you know, well, he's not he's not actually giving me application, but he's getting you guys to quiz me every morning. Yeah. On application and stuff, so. Uh, I did my best with that. Your uh, applications are sound, man. You're well prepared uh, in that regard. I think uh, I've got good answers, and even, and even like you guys asked me to justify, you know, certain moves and stuff. I think I've good, I've uh, solid answers for those things. So I feel good about that. We went through all the the extra catas that you can get asked and stuff. Going through them all, like yeah, they they they're feeling sharp. A couple of them, Kankadai could use a bit of work. Um, I felt a bit laboured the other day. Uh, yeah, like my bass and I, Gion, Jitte, the Nidans. I've been working on Nidans a lot, and I feel like they're up to scratch now, which is good. And again, Kimite, just go out and don't fall on my face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't go out. You don't have to be worried about Kumite. <laughs> uh, just go out and fight well. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I'll be uh, again. I'll have the Lincoln Park on before. Yeah, no, no friends <laughs> half no an friends. hour before yeah. coming day. No That's right. my last time in Denmark. Doral and AJ graded for Sandan, and uh, Scott said, "Oh, Ross, will you spar them for their grade?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll spar them." Uh, and I uh, I never got changed. Like uh, we had a little break before the grading started, and most people changed out the door because like, we're all sweaty and stuff got changed out and sat down on the benches Yeah, I was stretching and, and still moving around I was like but I had Tommy told me don't tell him that you're sparring oh god and then Dora <laughs> went up to, to Tommy and said Ross hasn't spoke to me in about half an hour and he's still got his dogie on I'm getting worried <laughs> <laughs> I was in my head going because we had such a great time like that, that car, on that trip I was like they're not your friends they're not your friends you have to go out now I must go crush for it, you know That's <laughs> it. You, have to, you have to get them so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'm just, it's just the summer stuff. camp of destiny this yeah. may be switched on but I have a little bit injured as well I've got I've had a, a back gammy hand for the past month yeah uh, class last night we were the pads you and didn't hit with the right, did you? If uh, you did, you're a fool. I played about with it a little bit. Because I haven't punched anything with it in a month. That's I, not true. You keep every now and again, you hit something, you go, oh, my hand's sore. Yeah, but that's, hit, that's hit you, but I thought, okay, let's play. And do you know what? It was okay for the first bit. And then it was actually, actually when I felt it, I was holding the pad for AJ. And he kicked like the top of the pad, yeah. and then just poof, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck!" I was like, "There you go." It's, it's, like, so it's still sore. So uh, yeah, you're 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 lucky, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can't I can't really punch my right hand properly just now. I'll, I'll hold back a lot, but ah, I'll get over it. It's time to talk about the fails of the week. Of the week. We didn't prepare Kevin for this, did we? You know about the fails of the week, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I've kind of been listening in on, yeah. on those, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll go first. Coming out of the airport, one thing was getting through immigration, and I thought I was going to get flown back, which was probably just in my head. I yeah. built myself into this, like, oh my gosh, she's going to send me back. <laughs> Does this really happen? <laughs> but but then ma- making it through, so, you know, Scott's uh, waiting for me, and we go to get in his car, put the lug- luggage in the back, and I start to go around to get in the car, and Scott's like, uh, "So you plan on driving?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, That's yeah, you don't get in the car." On the, like, duh, I should have followed up. Classic <laughs> American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah, That's so, so maybe a, a slight fail. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That's nice yeah. One. All right. Okay. I, I thought. I thought the one. Um, as those of our listeners who follow us on Instagram, HDKI Karate on Instagram, um, will know, last Sunday I did a story, and uh, the first Instagram story from the HDKI Karate page. And uh, it was because I was cleaning the dojo. I cleaned the dojo on, on Sundays, and uh, I decided, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a task, and I didn't have my headphones with me. I had no way of entertaining myself, so I decided I would do an Instagram story about cleaning the dojo and kind of make it entertaining, pretend it's like a tutorial, how to clean your dojo. So I threw in a few, like, you know, that had, like, some joke posts and whatever, like, oh, step one, drink coffee, step two, hit the makiwara, blah, blah, blah. But, um... Because I was cleaning the dojo and in between, you know, setting up the camera so I could film myself mopping, changing the angles so I could film myself uh, cleaning the windows, etc, etc. And it ended up taking me like three and a half hours to get the cleaning done, which normally takes two hours because I was too busy farting around with my phone in between. So that was a fail. I was walking home in the dark. <laughs> but it was so entertaining. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And actually, I was sitting there thinking... <laughs> Is he like laying down, the, putting it down for me to see what I'm going to be doing? He's like, oh, drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get Kevin Watch prepped for his internship. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm getting it clean. Nah, drink it's still coffee. my job to clean the Florida dojo. Man. Yeah, right. You can do some deep cleaning if you want. That press is pretty dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my fail of the week was um, I, I felt a wee bit zesty in Wednesday class. I was, uh, and I thought somebody, uh, Ben had to go for his bus the last five minutes before the end of class. And uh, I, Victor was left at a partner. Young Victor is the uh, won the GB Nationals last year. He mm-hmm. won the HDKI Nationals last year. He wins everything, man. He's a good, great wee fighter. Uh, but he's 15 and he's very fast. And he and you'll see it, like, again, you'll see him on the Instagram videos and stuff all the mm-hmm. time. Oh! oh yeah. <laughs> little, little fridge key eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought, all right, I'll, I'll move around with uh, Victor. And we're, like, I've, I have, when I 
Again, I enjoy sparring, and I try things. Oh no, what did you try? Not the spinning Ushiro Gary? No, no, it's not (laughs) Ushiro Gary, worse. So, I have been trying a few techniques and trying to get them well, and it's then I keep them to myself. <laughs> so one day I could just one day, one day I could just pull them out and smack you in the, in the morning sure, or sure. AJ or whoever you know. But uh, I have been working on a wee shiro wash, a wee shiro spinning, jorin shiro wash. Nice. And uh, I actually I caught AJ with it uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, so it's getting there. And I seen the opening for Victor, and I flip round. Perfect timing. He didn't know what was happening. His hands came down to block the Shirogeri. It was perfect. Look, foot came up and I skiffed his hair and, <laughs> and then I seen the ceiling and I was like, oh no. And in the middle of my community class, the, 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 you know, my bread bar, I was on my arse and literally kicking Victor away from me from, from trying to swipe me when I was on the ground. Sensei fell on his arse. Yeah, so that's my fail. Fail. Big fail. Cancel all your Kumite seminars. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. I bet you looked cool though. Until you fell. No, no, no. I bet you that looked cool as well. Like an action movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you were dodging a bullet while kicking someone Matrix in the head. Fall, you, know? you were just fixing his hair with your toe. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, guys, we will be back next week with part two of Kevin's internship of course if he can talk if he has any teeth left dead dead man (laughs) if he's not dead man can't talk if he's not booked his ticket home already okay I'm singling in so that Rue's ankle's bad Ross fist is kind (laughs) of yeah yeah you know the weak spots uh, damn Kazami, you gotta watch it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like, is all set up. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Yeah, see you next week, Deep Bows and Hoos.